Welcome to the official podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse. We'd like to thank you for listening today. We pray this message blesses you and encourages you to see that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. And we're turning to Psalms 56. Book of Psalms, chapter 56. Amen. Verse number 8. Psalms 56, 8. Thou tellest my wanderings, put thou my tears into thy bottle, are they not in thy book? When I cry unto thee, then shall mine enemies turn back, this I know, for God is for me. I want to preach on the subject, He knows and He cares. He knows, He cares. Amen. This is Valentine weekend. I guess it's a whole weekend, not just a day, right? Friday was the day, but this is the whole Valentine's weekend. And amen. I think the whole thing about Valentine's Day is you're hoping that somebody shows that they know and they care, you know? I mean, uh, some people... They go the whole year, and it's like, eh. And then on Valentine's, you know, somebody puts on the dog thinking that, hey, if I show you one day a year, then you should just, you know, be okay the rest of the year, just eh, kind of thing. But, you know, that's not the way it should be. You know, it should be Valentine's Day all the time, you know, when you really love somebody. And, and when, when we, uh, when someone, uh, we feel like somebody knows what we're going through and cares about us, it really means a lot. And I want to tell us tonight, today, that God knows and He cares. You know, life happens to all people. Sickness happens, disappointment happens, misunderstandings happen, hurt feelings happen, worry happens. You don't have to raise your hand any of these. Amen. Relationship troubles happen, frustration happens. It happened, and it just goes on and on. We can just list some of the just things that, as, as people, human beings, that we, we, we deal with and we face in our lives. And it's always nice to know that somebody knows what we're going through and somebody cares. Because sometimes that's the frustration and that's the disappointment that we're just out there hanging in the wind and, and uh, no one's saying anything or, or, or you know, acknowledging our plight. And besides all these things and others we could mention, we as the children of God, we as disciples of Christ, we as believers in God face certain things just because we walk with God and do our best to please Him. Amen. Sadly, not everyone is happy that we're serving the Lord. Amen. Like the old chorus goes, friends don't treat me just like they used to ever since I laid my burdens down. They're treating me a little funny. They're saying I'm a Jesus freak. They're telling me, get out of here, loser. Amen. You don't want to party with us anymore. You're a little teetotaler. You want to go play tiddly wings at the library now. Or I don't know what. Amen. But friends don't, 
You know, it, not everybody's happy we're serving God. And sometimes we have that additional whatever on us uh, as, a, as a child of God. There are enemies of the cross out there that do not want us to prosper and do not want us to be sex, successful for God. Amen. And, uh, you know, the, uh, we, we read a couple of verses out of Psalms 56 and, the, and the, some of the verses preceding uh, those two verses uh, say this in Psalms 56 verse 1, Be merciful unto me, O God, for man would swallow me up. He fighting daily oppresseth me. Mine enemies would daily swallow me up, for they be many that fight against me. Every day they rest my words or twist my words. All their thoughts are against me for evil. They gather themselves together. They hide themselves. They mark my steps when they wait for my soul. And that's what he was talking about before he said what he said in the text. You know, he said there's enemies out there. There's people that are not treating me good. And, and Lord, I just kind of want to know, you know, that you know and you care. And, and you're going to be on my side. Amen. And Psalms chapter 3, this is, a, this is a psalm that David wrote when he had just experienced a terrible thing with his own son Absalom, Prince Absalom, trying to overthrow his dad before it was even time for the next king to be named. And he led a rebellion and his dad and his dad's confidants and all his advisors had to get out of town in the middle of the night because Absalom was going to do something terrible and overthrow his own dad. And Absalom's dad wrote in Psalms 3, verse 1, Lord, how are they increased that trouble me? Many are they that rise up against me. Many there be which say of my soul, there's no help for him in God. God's not going to help you. How many times have some of these, uh, you know, heathen nations like the Assyrians and the Philistines and the Moabites and the Ammonites and the Edomites that all fought against Israel throughout their history. And they would come and they would proclaim either by with, with somebody shouting to, to them over the wall of the city or some sending a letter saying, no other of these kingdoms, God's Save them from the great king of Syria or the great king of Moab. And how do you think your God is going to, your God's not going to save you either. And you hear this about the enemies of God's people. Amen. But Jesus prophetically speaking of the end times said that we would be hated of all men for his namesake. Some people, they want you, they don't care if you, if you have a religion. They don't care if you, have, you go through some motions. They don't care if you go do something that's really not changing anything and not really, you know, shaking things up. Amen. And they don't even care if you talk about his name, as long as you just say the word name and all that stuff, or end, end your prayers in his name or thy name. But when you start talking the name of Jesus, amen, when you specifically, amen, get the Holy Ghost moving, and you, the people will start, uh, start kind of coming out and their hackles come up because darkness doesn't like the light. Amen. Praise God. Paul said, all that live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution of some sort. You know, I, you know, I thank God in this country we still don't have 
you know, a whole lot of like physical kind of persecution because of our walk with God. But there's a lot of verbal abuse. There's a lot of, you know, shunning. There's a lot of this or that or whatever. But I'm telling you, amen, sometimes we're human and sometimes we can feel like nobody knows what I'm going through specifically. Nobody really cares and I'm trying to, I know God does, but then sometimes our feelings get in the way and we start questioning things. Amen. I'm just here to tell you today, he knows and he cares. I want to drill that into our minds. He know. I don't care what you're going through. I don't know what everybody's, all the little things and big things you're all going through. Amen. But he knows and he cares. He knows and he cares. Praise God. Jesus hung on the cross for six hours from 9 o'clock in the morning till 3 p.m. In that last hour before he died, he became overwhelmed with everything that had happened to him up to that point. He was exhausted. He was in excruciating pain. He was dying of thirst. But on top of all that... The greatest thing that he was under the pressure of was he was carrying the weight of the whole world in the form of the sins of the whole world. Matthew 27 records the, one of the last things he said. It wasn't the very last thing. The last thing he said was, it is finished, and then he died. But one of the second uh, to the last things he said is Matthew 27, 46, and about the ninth hour, about 3 p.m., Jesus cried with a loud voice saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani. Then that is to say or being interpreted as, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? This is God in human form. This is the man that God became. This is that incarnation, that mystery of godliness, how God and man dwelt together. And it was, you know, mysterious. Amen. That baby that was born had no human father. This man, amen, cried to the spirit and said, and he just was overwhelmed at that very moment. He felt forsaken Amen. But let me tell you something. He was not forsaken. Amen. God had never left him. God had never forsaken him. Amen. But sometimes we, like Jesus, we can feel forsaken. We can feel like we're Hey, does anybody know? Does anybody care? I'm over here. I'm here to tell you, God hasn't forsaken you either. To forsake is to abandon and to desert. To leave behind. And there might be times in our lives we felt forsaken. But I'm here to tell you we're, we're not. We read about the people in the Bible feeling the same way. Lamentations 5 verse 19. Je- Jeremiah was the writer of this, this, uh, this book. He said, but you, O Lord, reign forever. Your throne endures from generation to generation. Why do you keep on forgetting us? Why do you forsake us so long? Amen. So, so people have felt this. Psalms 13, 1. How long wilt thou forget me, O Lord, forever? How long wilt thou hide thy face from me? Psalms 38, 21. Forsake me not, O Lord. O my God, be not far from me. Amen. The cry of human hearts and souls when they feel like one way, even though that's not the way it is. But when we go through things in life, sometimes, amen, we don't, we don't feel like 
God's there. But let me tell you something. God is there. God is there. I can assure you that even though we might feel forsaken, we're not forsaken. He said he would always be with us. Amen. He said he would never leave us. He said he would never forsake us. I believe the word of God. I'm not going to believe my feelings. I believe the word of God. Folks, do not mistake the silence of God for the absence of God. Amen. I could be sitting in a room in the dark over in the corner and someone be on the other side and don't know I'm over there and they might feel totally alone, but they're not alone. I'm in the room. I'm just not saying something, maybe, whatever. And God's always in the room. Praise God. God's always there. Hallelujah. And that's why he knows and he cares because he's there. We walk by faith and not by sight. We don't walk by feeling. Just because I don't feel him doesn't mean he's not there. Remember, God is omnipresent, which means he's everywhere all the time. Amen. And he is there for everything. Now, people don't always feel him all the time, but he's there all the time because he told us in another place, amen, do not I fill heaven and earth. My spirit's everywhere. So he knows right where you are and what you're going through. Tribulation is another word. Not one of my favorite words. Not one of your favorite words. Tribulation. You know, I'm not talking about the tribulation in the book of Revelation. That's a scary little word over there, too. Talking about the Antichrist and the mark of the beast and all this weird stuff and crazy stuff that's going to go on on this earth at some point in the future. But tribulation is another thing, uh, amen, is part of life, amen. And it's another word that describes what we face, often face in our lives. Uh, words uh, that are uh, synonymous with tribulation are affliction, agony, anguish, distress, hurt, misery, pain, torment, heartache, heartbreak, sadness, difficulty, discomfort, and trouble. Those are just a few of the words to describe what tribulation is. Amen. In Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 30, it said, When thou art in tribulation, and all these things are come upon thee, even in the latter days, if thou turn the Lord, turn to the Lord thy God, and shalt be obedient unto his voice. For the Lord thy God is a merciful God. He will not forsake thee, neither destroy thee, nor forget the covenant. The agreement that he made with your fathers, which he swore unto them. Amen. And then Jesus himself made this famous and wonderful statement that I love in John 16, 33. These things I've spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation. He didn't sugarcoat it. He told us we're going to go through things in the world. But he said, you stick with me, amen, and I'll give you peace. And be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. The world tried its best to get me down. The world tried its best to take me out. Amen. But it didn't work. And you stay with me and you will be overcoming with the world as well. And that's why Paul said we're more than conquerors. We're more than overcomers. Amen. Through him that loved us. Paul in 2 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 3 said, Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort, who comforteth us 
in all our tribulation. Amen. We're not going, we're going to go through tribulation because Jesus said so. It's not where he promised us that we're going to go through life and it's just going to be perfect, but we're going to go through it. But he said, you know what? You're going to be of good cheer. You, I'm going to help you overcome it. I'm going to give you peace and I'm going to give you comfort from me, the God of all comfort in your tribulation to ease the pain and get you through it. Praise God. This takes me back to our text verse passage. I want to read it in a different version. Psalms 56, verse 8. I want to tell you, show you how much he knows and how much he cares. You keep track of all my sorrows. You have collected all my tears in your bottle. You have recorded each one. What? My sorrow? My tear? One of those in your book. It's got a book. Marking down what I'm going through. Amen. My enemies will retreat when I call to you for help. This I know. God is on my side. Amen. He keeps track of all my sorrows. Praise the Lord. He knows what you're going through. He keeps track of everything. He's writing it down in a book. Nobody knows what I'm going through. Yeah, maybe no people know. And sometimes we just kind of cloister up, right? You know, I'm smiling on the outside, and it's thunderstorms on the inside. But I'm, oh, how's it going? Perfect day. Woo! You know, and you're dying inside. But, you know, it's a nice way of being a, like a nice hypocrite, I guess, you know, because you're just, hey, everything's fine. You're fibbing, but, you know, you don't want to just tell everybody your business and all that kind of stuff. And we understand. But you know what? Sometimes we keep people out and, and then you wonder why nobody knows anything because we don't let in. Sometimes you got to find some people in your life you can confide, confide in and you trust and, and you can pour your soul out. And you have a shoulder to cry on. But um, regardless of that, God has always got a shoulder to cry on for you. God, he he knows and he cares. He's marking down all your sorrows. He's keeping track of them. <coughs> he collects all my tears in his bottle. He collects all my tears in his bottle. Amen. Praise God. And you thought when you were crying next to inside your bed the other night, you thought when you were crying by your couch a, a couple months ago, you thought when you were on your way to work and it was, tears were pouring out because you didn't think it was fair. What's going on? How come this is happening to me? You thought when you were crying, those tears were just coming down and drying up on your cheeks, dropping on your bed or your couch or amen on your steering wheel and, and then just evaporating and drying up on him. I'm here to tell you, amen, that physically might have been happening, praise God, but God was spiritually, amen, every drop was coming down and he was pulling Put it in a special bottle, amen, that was also written in a book. And he, I don't know what he's doing, but he's got those bottles and he knows what those tears mean and he's going to do something about it. Hallelujah. I kind of compare it to the, you know, the blood of Jesus in a way, you know, it physically, he, his physical blood drained out of his body when he was going through all that on the cross, amen, and it dried up and it was gone. But why now that every time someone is repents and is baptized in his wonderful name, that same blood comes. Amen. Somehow spiritually he captured that liquid, that special blood of Jesus. And somehow he's doing that with the, our tears too. He's capturing them. 
He's so in tune with us and what I'm going through and what, what we're going through. He records it all in his book. Job 23.10, he knoweth the way that I take. He knows. He knows. Amen. Praise God. He knows. Psalms 139, verse 16. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. How precious are your thoughts about me, O God. They cannot be numbered. I can't even count them. They outnumber the grains of sand. And when I wake up, you are still with me. Praise God. Amen. Every one of us better walk out of this place. I'm not by myself. Amen. I'm not alone. God is with me. Amen. And you got a good church. You got good people in the church. We're all praying. We, amen. But you know, we don't know. If you, we don't know what we don't know. You know. People don't know what we don't know. Amen. And the Bible said you have not because you ask not. And that kind of goes with, hey, you want somebody to pray about stuff, you got to tell them. You don't have to tell all the juicy details. You can say, you know, I'm going through something right now. Can you please pray for me? Amen. Let's all stick together. Amen. Because we all, we, we all know of what life is and we all care for one another as a family of God. Because God's comfort comes down and goes out. God's love comes down and goes out through us. 1 Peter 5, 7, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. And since he knows what we're going through, we should confidently and consistently cry unto him for help. Amen. Because if I don't think he's anywhere around, then, you know, sometimes, you know, out of sight, out of mind, I... I, 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 that's why I kind of shut down and don't call him whatever. But, but when I know he's there, when I know he sees, and when I know he's a loving God who cares what I'm going through, then my job is to confidently, with faith, and consistently cry to him for help. Because my enemies will retreat when I call to you for help. That's what he said. In Psalms 56. Psalms 34, 4. I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. Psalms 34, 15. The eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous. His ears are open to their cry. Cry unto God, folks. Psalms 34, 17. Thy righteous cry and the Lord heareth and delivereth them out of all their troubles. Everybody say all their troubles. Not just a couple of them or some of them or hit and miss, flip a coin, every other trouble, all their troubles. But what do we got to do first? The righteous got to cry so that God can hear and then he'll deliver. And the troubles will go away. <laughs> Amen. Psalm 46, 1, God is, my ref God is our refuge and strength and the very present help in trouble. Psalms 121 verse 1, I will lift up my eyes under the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord which made heaven and earth. My help comes from the one I cry to because I know he knows what I'm going through and I, I'm going to acknowledge the fact that he cares enough. 
for me. Amen. If I will reach out and I'll cry to him, he'll help me. Praise God. Amen. And Jesus tells a parable in Luke chapter 18 about a little old widow woman that had been wronged by somebody. And she went, she had no one to be her advocate, no one to to uh, intercede on her behalf of this injustice. And so she went to this unjust judge, this hard-nosed judge, amen, and said, avenge me of my adversary. And this guy said, remove this lady from my courtroom. Get her out of here. I don't have time for this. And she kept coming and coming, wearing this old codger down. Amen. This old hard-case judge. This little woman with her continual coming, wearing him down. And finally he goes, ah, threw his hands up. Give her whatever she wants. What do you, get him, come on here. Tell me what's going on. Okay, mom, 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 go take care of it. Deal with that situation. I want her out of this courtroom. He didn't do it because he cared about her. He did it because she kept coming. Amen. And what's the moral of the story? Luke 18, 7, and shall not God avenge his own elect, his own people, which cry day and night unto him, though he bear long with them? I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. He will avenge them speedily. Amen. Praise God. So what I'm saying, folks, is because God knows and because God sees and because God cares, we need to pray, people pray. Amen. Tell God all about it. Amen. Come in the morning and come in the, you know, the mid-morning snack time. Come at lunchtime and come in the afternoon snack time. That's how I gauge things in my day. Amen. Come for dinner and come for the before bedtime snack time. Amen. And then if you can't sleep, get out of bed, get on your knees, pray in bed, go in the living room and talk to them at 2 o'clock in the morning. Amen. I'm telling you, pray, people, pray. Come, come to, amen. Shall not God avenge his own elect, which cry day and night unto him? Amen. We got to cry day and night. He's got help for those that will cry day and night because he knows and cares about us. <laughs> he wants to do something about it. He's keeping track of our sorrows. He's putting our tears in a bottle. He's writing it all down in a book. And he has the ability and the help and everything we need to take care of our troubles and our tribulations. Amen. But he's marking all this down. But if we don't activate that, if we don't tell him, amen, God, we need you to check, amen, your track record. We need you to look at that bottle right now. We need you, God, to check your book and check out all this stuff. I need you to come on the scene for my life. Call on him. Call on him. Matthew 26, 41. Watch and pray that you enter not into temptation. Prayer helps us with temptation. Amen. Luke 18, 1. Men ought always to pray and not 
to faint. Don't faint. Amen. It's the same, the beginning of the same story I just told. That was the first verse. Man ought always to pray. He told a parable about that lady and the judge. Man ought always to pray and not faint. Don't faint. God doesn't love me. Don't faint. God doesn't hear me. Don't faint. God isn't. I don't know where he's at right now. Don't, don't give up. Amen. Men ought always to pray. Cry unto him. Amen. Praying with faith and expectation in Jesus' name will activate God to move mightily in our lives. Praise the Lord. When we pray, he will help us. That's kind of the bottom line. Amen. When we pray, he'll help us. When we pray, he'll heal us. Ephesians 6.18, praying with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. 1 Timothy 2.1, I exhort therefore that first of all supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men. When we pray, He will strengthen us. When we pray, He will fight on our behalf against our enemies. 1 Timothy 2.8, I will therefore that men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubting. Amen. Put aside the wrath. Put aside the doubting. Lift up your hands and say, God, I pray to you. And the book of Jude, verse 20 said, but ye beloved, building up yourself. How do I build up myself? In my most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Keep yourselves in the love of God. Amen. You know how you want to know that God cares about you and God knows what you're going through? Amen. We have, amen, our responsibility. We have what we need to do in this whole thing. It's not all God. Praise God. We need to keep ourselves in the love of God. We need to keep ourselves in the spirit. How do we do that? Build up our most holy faith. Praying in the Holy Ghost. And finally, our verses, the original text I read in the King James and then the New Living Translation in verse number nine of our text, the, the very last words of both of those verses, the first one said, God is for us, or God is for me. And the other one said, God is on our side. Amen. So there's one thing I know for sure and one thing we all need to know for sure, no matter what we're going through, God is for me and God is on my side. Amen. 2 Kings 6.16, fear not for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. Talking about the enemy. Romans 8.31, if God be for us, who can be against us? God is for me and on my side. The Bible says nothing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. So let's stand this morning. Turn to the Lord your God. So what did he say in Deuteronomy? He said, amen. God is not going to forsake you. God is not going to destroy you. God is not going to forget the covenant he made you your father's. But what do you got to do? Turn to the Lord your God. Be obedient to his word and his voice. Call on him. Cry unto him. Let your voice be heard on high. Believe me, God loves to hear the voice of his kids. He knows, he cares, and he will do something 
about it if we will just do our part and reach out to them. Praise the Lord. I don't know what everyone's going through or what you're facing or what, what's, what's bothering you in your mind today or whatever, but I just wanted to encourage you today. He knows and He cares. And if we will cry, if we'll be, if we'll, if you're probably already doing it, and that, that's awesome, but if we will, in a, a wonderful close of this service, if we will just put that last bit of information and advice into practice, let's cry unto Him. Let's pray to Him right now. Let's talk to Him and say, Lord, Amen. I thank you. I'm so glad that you're keeping track. I'm so glad you got the bottle. I'm so glad you got the book. And Lord, I need you, God, to, to do something about those things. I can't take it anymore. I need you to do something about it. Let's bring it all to him right now. Let's talk to him. Let's pray in this place. Let's find a place to talk to the Lord. What an incredible message. Thank you again for joining us on the podcast and may God bless you.